Welcome to the Power Podcast with Pastor Vince Holmes in the Zion Temple Community Church. Our goal is to proclaim the message of Christ, observe and obey the Word of God, win others to Christ, equip the church with tools of victorious living and empowerment with opportunities to use God-given gifts and talents, and lastly, release rail-rounded, spiritually-minded individuals into the community and the world to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, hello there. And again, welcome and thank you for coming to worship with us. I am Pastor V or Pastor Vince, Pastor Holmes, whatever you call me. But I am just so glad that you are here. And this sort of a behind the scenes, this is my office. And um, you've actually caught it on a good day because it can get rather junky in here. But you know what? I'm convinced that God has a word for us and he knows exactly what we need, when we need it and who to deliver it through. Today, I want you to prepare your hearts as you hear a special word from my friend, my brother, Pastor Bernard Jackson. He's the executive pastor of Cathedral of Praise International Ministries in San Bernardino, California, which is led by none other than the Bishop Craig Johnson. So get ready to hear from him. But before Pastor um, Jackson speaks, I want you to listen really intently as we invite you uh, to participate in something in a special announcement from our own Sister Deborah. So after Sister Deborah, you will hear a word from Pastor Bernard Jackson. God bless you. Thank you and get ready to be blessed. Okay. Well, here's the second one. Here's going to be our, our invitation. Okay. Amen. I, I, I pray that... No, I don't want to go there. Uh, give me a second. Good morning, everybody. It's Debbie. I'm so excited this morning to come to you and tell you about a new prayer ministry that I am going to be a part of. I'm super excited. Um, it is called A Date with the Father. That will begin September 21st, 6 a.m. in the morning, and also on Friday, September 24th. We will go live on Zion Temple LA Instagram. So grab your coffee, get ready to pray, send your prayer requests while we are on live. Um, we will be praying for worry, frustration, stress, Fear, fear of the future. You know, a lot of us are going through that right now. Unexpected setbacks. So, come on. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to pray for you. Read your prayer requests. Give us your victories. And it'll all be in Jesus' name. We got to keep the faith and we got to keep pushing. So, I'm excited about this. So, let's have a date with the Father. All right? See you on September 21st, 6 a.m. First one. Bye. I haven't watched it in a long time. 
Good morning. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, who's not only our Savior, but aren't you glad that he is our deliverer? At this time, I'd like to invite you to join with me in a word of prayer. Let us pray. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. For God is in you that I live, move, and have my very being. Lord, my prayer at this very moment is that, God, that, that your spirit, that the spirit of Christ, will stand up strong inside of me. And so, God, I decrease so that you will increase. Now, Lord, we pray for souls to be saved, lives to be changed. But more importantly, God, we're praying that your most and holy and righteous name will be glorified. In Jesus the Christ, we do pray. Amen. Friends, first and foremost, I want to extend a word of gratitude and appreciation to not only this great congregation, Design Temple Community Church, but also to her great and wonderful spiritual leaders. Thank God for Pastor Vince and Lady Holmes for extending the invitation for me to come and share the most precious thing in my life, which is the word of the living God. Also, too, as always, definitely want to extend a word of gratitude to my pastor, to my bishop, uh, Bishop Craig Johnson, pastor of the Cathedral of Praise International Ministries, located in San Bernardino, California, for granting me the opportunity to come and share this word. Don't want to take too much of your time, but I definitely believe in this season, the Spirit of the Lord has led me to a specific word that I definitely that I feel led to share in this moment with you. And it's my prayer that God will bless you with the spirit of receptivity because I believe that God has a rhema word with you in mind. I'd like to call your attention to Acts chapter 16, beginning at the sixth verse. Acts chapter 16, beginning at the sixth verse, and we will conclude on the 15th verse. Reading from the New Revised Standard Version, the Bible reads, and I quote, they went through the region of Pagia, and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia, when they had come opposite Messiah, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Messiah, they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to, to Samothrace the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony. We remained in the city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river where we, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatria and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. Verse 15, when she and her household were baptized, she urged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come, stay at my home. 
and she prevailed upon us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto God. For a few moments of your time, if you would, I want to share from this thought. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this. Friends, if you would, I think I need, before we go knee deep into the text, I believe that I need to, for, uh, not only for your sake, but even for those who will be watching us, I need to go ahead and preface my statement with this. Acts 16 begins with new partnerships that breeds new promises. My friends, prior to the chapter, prior to chapter 16 of the book of Acts, we become familiar with Paul and Barnabas. See, during the first missionary journey of the Apostle Paul, it was his trusted friend and ministry cohort, Barnabas. They were commissioned by the leaders of the church as missionaries in Acts chapter 13. Paul, a former persecutor of the faith, now evangelist, is teamed up with benevolent and generous Barnabas. In other words, Barnabas has some means. He has some resources. They experience miracles together. Don't miss this here. They experience miracles together. They also experience persecutions together. They experience strife together. And as any dynamic duo, they experience challenging moments within their ministerial relationship. However, something occurs in Acts chapter 15, verses 36 to the 40th verse. Yes, let me say that one more time. Something all of a sudden occurs in Acts chapter 15, verses 36 to the 40th verse. Let me put some scripture to it. Notice what the Bible says. He says, after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, come, let us return and visit the believers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take with them John called Mark, but Paul decided not to take with them one who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not accompanied them in the work. The disagreement became so sharp that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and set out, the believers commending him to the grace of the Lord. Walk with me, if you would. These guys, talking about Paul and Barnabas, were tight with one another, yet their partnership came to an end. Acts chapter 16, verse 1. I promise you, I promise you, if you just walk with me, listen, I'm trying to set up the backdrop to this. Acts 16, verse 1 says, Paul went on also to Derbe and to Lystra. And there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. Notice what took place, if you would. Paul's partnership with Barnabas had to come to an end in order for God to birth new partnerships for what God had designed for Paul's ministry. Child of God, I understand that COVID-19 has been absolutely chaotic. It has, for many of us, COVID-19, this pandemic, the new variant, now another variant named Mu has literally thrown our world into other chaos. 
But hear me when I say this. That every now and then, child of God, God will thrust us into situations that will cause certain partnerships to come to an end so that God can birth new partnerships. Why? Because, watch this here, some places, watch it, some partnership that you had in your past was only designed for a season. And what God is trying to take you in your future, what God is trying to take you in your ministry in your future means that, listen, there are some situations that had to come to an end because those situations were going to inhibit you from what God had in store for you in your future. Ah, friends, could it be, my friends, that the reason why many of us have been stuck and remain stuck in life and have given up on any chance of hope of change is because we are still entertaining partnerships that were designed for a specific space and time. And now that God has shifted us, hallelujah, we are keeping the same partnerships. That's why you feel so burdensome. That's why, that's why it feels as though that you're carrying everybody's weight on your shoulder. Why? Because hear me, there were some relationships, there were some friendships, there were some, watch it, watch, there were some partnerships that were designed to expire, but because you desired to carry it, because you desired to try to be their deliverer, because you desired to be their savior, because you desired to be the Messiah, watch this here, along with your baggage, now you're carrying unneeded and unnecessary baggage. In this season, child of God, God is calling for you and me to discern who needs to be with us for such a time as this? I don't know if I should use this as a quote, but one of my favorite movies is New Jack City. And one of the things that Nino Brown used to always say is this, it's not personal, it's business. And friends, stop taking it personal that certain relationships came to a, a sudden end. Stop taking it personal when it appears as though that people just have an issue with you out of nowhere. Don't take it personal. It's business. It's ministry business. And many times, child of God, what you and me have to do for such a time as this is that we have to trust the hand of God, even when we're not privileged to all the details of the blueprint. Trust that God sees what you cannot see. And so please understand that in order for God to open new opportunities, first, we have to accept the fact that God will cause some situations to end. I know I messed somebody up when I said that. Because you want to know something? Listen, there are some situations that you've been praying about. There have been some relationships. There's some partnerships that you've been praying over for a long time. You've been praying. You've been fasting. You've been sowing. But hear me when I say this. Watch this here. Child of God, none of your actions can stop the inevitable demise of a relationship that was, de that was designed only for a specific season. And I know I'm about to mess somebody up when I say this. The devil had nothing to do with it. Child of God, you and me, there's no in my nose, but I don't know who I'm talking to. I got to drop this in your spirit. You and me, child of God, watch this here. We are literally, are you aware that the God that we serve is wrapped up in each and every detail of our lives? You know what that's called? It's called providence. 
Providence suggests, child of God, that we don't live by accident or coincidence. No, uh, providence means that God is constantly, hallelujah, God is, God sees what we cannot see. Providence means that God is orchestrating, God is placing events, God is placing persons, God is making our crooked path straight, God is wrapped up in each and every iota of detail. It may, it may, it may be minute to you, but God is wrapped up in each and every detail. Why? Because of what God has invested in your life, God, God recognizes that too much is at stake for you to lose what he has in store for you. Providence means that God is still in control. And so now we are introduced to a new ministry team. Yes, we are. A new ministry team in Acts chapter 16. It is Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Paul, his team, Paul and his team are in the middle of traveling from cities that he and Barnabas ministered and established, that they have established before. Watch this here. The purpose of his travel was to share the decision of the Jerusalem council with the new believers. See, their purpose was good. Don't miss this here. Their purpose was good. They had good intentions. They were doing what they had done previously in prior chapters, and yet they encounter new opposition. Their opposition was not evil. Their opposition was holy. Their opposition, watch this here, their opposition didn't just pop out of nowhere. You ready for this? Their opposition operated with intentionality. May I prove my point? Right there in Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through Six to the uh, six to the seventh verse, the Bible reads: They went through the region of Pygia and Galatia. Watch it, watch it. The text says, "Having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit." Oh, hallelujah! Yes, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite Mycenae, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Can I help you out real quick? You ready? Can I drop something? I'm about to mess you up. Simply, God blocked them. Oh, child of God, I don't know about you. I know many of us, listen, I know many of us, we like to jump. We shout, we do cartwheels around the church because we talk about how God opens doors. We talk about how God made ways. But child of God, every now and then, you ought to save a shout for the doors that God closed. Every now and then, child of God, you ought to throw up holy hands and say, God, I thank you for the path that you did not allow me to tread. Every now and then, you ought to say, God, I thank you. Thank you that, Lord, I thought I was big, bad, and bold, and I was going to do whatever I wanted to do. But, God, I thank you that you blocked it and you stopped it because you saw what I could not see. And so, child, child of God, I have to ask you a question. What do you do, my friends, when your good intentions are blocked, not by the devil, but by the hand of the living God? Paul experiences, if you would, you ready for this? Paul experiences what I call a, I didn't expect this. <laughs> yes, you do know, child of God, I don't care how long you've given the preacher your hand and you gave God your heart. I don't care how long your name has been on a membership roll. 
I understand, child of God, you and me in this journey will experience time after another time somewhere I call, I didn't expect this. Yes, you may know every scripture from Genesis to Revelation, but every now and then, you will encounter what I like to say, I did not expect this. Where did this come from? And that's what Paul is. That's what Paul is. God blocked him, and he didn't see this. This wasn't part of the plan, according to Paul. He, Paul, Paul is operating under the impression that, God, listen, I'm operating in good intentions, but God is teaching him a true, and watch this, he's teaching him a true and what I call a revelatory word, and that is this. God does not always bless good intentions. God always blesses obedience. Good God from here. I feel like shadow all up in here. There's a whole lot of us who have good intentions, but the question is this. Did God call you to do it? Who really assigned that case to your hand? Or did you just take it upon yourself to do it? Stop asking God, to bless this and bless that. But many times what you really need to be praying for God to do is say, God, lead me to the place that you have designed for me to be blessed. Order my steps in your will, oh God. For you do know the steps of a good man and a good woman are ordered by the Lord. And so friends, if you would, this just what I like to say, there are some points I need to share with you that the Spirit of the Lord impressed upon my heart. In this, in this time that we share together. Just several points that I need to share with you. And uh, hear me? And hear me when I said, listen, we're going to rise up on out of here. Just a few points I need to share with you for your, for your consideration. Number one, the first thing that the text highlights for our consideration and hopeful edification. Number one, you ready? Wait for fresh revelation. Mm-hmm. Yes. In those moments, child of God, when God is doing something that you never expected, in those moments when you don't know which way to go, in those moments when you are literally at the crossroads of life, in those moments when you feel as though you want to pull the cover over your head and hide from the world, in those moments when you got more bills than money, in those moments when it appears as though that everything appears to be uncontrollable, the more you attempt to try to pull everything in and get, a, and get a better handle of those things. It appears as though those things become fleeting. In those moments, can I tell what you do? Number one, wait for fresh revelation. Let me prove my point so you won't think I'm tripping. It's right there in Acts chapter 16. If you look at the ninth verse, the Bible reads, during the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Verse 10. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. Friends, watch this here. This is why I like that what Paul does. At least Paul had enough sense that when God blocked him, he did not challenge God. He stopped where he was. He was halted in his steps. He stands still. The text says in verse 9, during at night, Paul had a vision. Can I bless you? Friends, could it be that oftentimes the reason why it's difficult for us to hear the voice of God with clarity is because we 
because we fail oftentimes to just pause just so that we can hear his voice. See, at nighttime, guess what Paul is doing? I'm about to bless you. You ready? He was asleep. Could it be, my friends, that oftentimes God is blocking you because guess what? You are running yourself ragged. Could it be, my friends, that the reason why God is, is holding you and say, it appears, as though God has you, it appears as though that God has you in a holding pattern, it has nothing to do with your behavior, but it has everything to do with the fact that God says, listen, you're running on fumes. And God says, listen, in order for you to hear my voice, I need you to be rejuvenated. In order for you to hear clear and concise instructions from the Spirit of God, God says, I need you to hold your mule and stay still. Sometimes, child of God, could it be that our agendas are too, are too watch this, not only are they complicated, but they're too full. There's some things that may need to be eliminated from your agenda. Mm-hmm. During the night, watch it. He said during the night, Paul had a vision. While he was asleep, while he was resting, the Spirit of God was able to pour into him. While he was doing nothing and allowing God to pour into him, that's when he received fresh revelation. But wait, but watch this, watch this. There is also an implicit point that I need to drop for your consideration. Because believe it or not, can I tell you another, uh, another concern that I have for the body of Christ? Is this, how many of us are still operating off of what I call past revelation? Mm-hmm. Yes, many of us are still holding on to revelation that we received years ago. As though God has stopped talking. As though God, as though God is not the source of fresh revelation. Could it be that the source of the source of your of, of, of the tension of the watch this here, of you being exhausted, of you being just, just bitter? Could it be it's because you are applying, watch this here. Outdated revelation for a new situation. The revelation that you received years ago was good for that time. But understand that God is still speaking and God has a word for this situation. God always has a right now word for your predicament. God always has a word, a right now word for your right now affliction. God always has a right now word for whatever is going on in your life at the moment. What does Paul do? He waits for fresh revelation. And once he receives the fresh revelation, you read it right there in verse 10. He says, when I received the fresh, watch it. He said, when, I when, when we had seen the vision, Watch it. We immediately. Oh, hallelujah. Child of God, I like this. Because can I tell you what Paul teaches us? That in those moments when we didn't expect this, watch it. Instead of us wasting countless hours and minutes and time and energy and trying to understand why God is, has given me this vision. No, Paul moves in obedience. Mm -hmm. See, hear me when I say this. You're losing time when you try to debate with God. You're wasting energy that, that could be used 
in a better way by you walking in obedience instead of you sitting there and say, well, listen, I'm going to pray. No, no, no. Listen, I'm, I'm about to mess it up when I say this. Listen, you're praying about something that God has already given you. Child of God, hear me when I say this. Uh, God's not calling for you to pray right now. God's calling for you to move in obedience. God is calling for you to heed to his voice. And whatever God has called you to do, your prayer needs to be, God, anywhere you use me, I'll be satisfied. So watch this. Stop thinking that the more you pray or the more you fast, it's going to change God's mind. Move as Paul did in verse 10. They immediately... Oh, yes, they did. They immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, having been convinced that God had called them to proclaim the good news to them. But then number two, I need to go ahead and drop this on you. Number two, the text also teaches us, number one, uh, secondly, maintain your spiritual discipline. Watch this here. Maintain your spiritual discipline. So for number one, watch this, number one, wait for fresh revelation. But then number two, Maintain your spiritual discipline. I promise you, I promise you, it, it, it sounds real simple, but it's profound. It's right there in verse 13, there in Acts chapter 16. The text says, on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river, where we, were, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss this. I'm probably, I'm about to bless you here. I promise you. When I saw this, I had to leap from my seat. Paul, watch this here, Silas and Timothy, new partnerships, are going into new territory. They've never been there before. They don't know anybody there. Let me, can I break this down for you? God literally uprooted this ministerial team from a place of familiarity and is placing them in a place that they've never been before. Now, real quick, I need to drop this in your spirit because you do know that oftentimes when the Spirit of God does that, many times the Spirit of God is doing that for one because the Spirit of God, in order for you and me to experience greater miracles, greater power, and a greater anointing, oftentimes we have to be in a place where we can't help but be wholly dependent upon the hand of God. But here's the part. This is the part. I like this. Because guess what verse 13 does? It gives us a pragmatic approach to what you and me are called to do when we find ourselves in a place that we've never been before because we did not expect this. Can I tell you what you do? Notice what he does. Again, verse 13, on a Sabbath day, which is a day of rest, was a day of worship, which as Paul, Silas, and Timothy, what did he do? They went to the temple. Don't miss this here. We went outside the gate by the river where we supposed there was a place of prayer. <laughs> you missed it. Let me help you out. Watch this. They're in a new place that they've never been before. They've never seen this before. They never have, listen, they have no networks. They have no human partnerships there. They don't know anybody there in Macedonia. And so what do they do? They go to a place where prayer was to take place. You missed it. Let me help you out real quick. Child of God, when you find yourself uprooted and you're in a, in a, in a, in a space when you find yourself in a, 
Yeah, particularly when you find yourself in a space or a, a, a time where you don't know what is going on, can I tell you what you do in that moment? You always learn to lean upon the discipline that has brought you thus far. Sounds simple, but it's profound. In other words, Paul says, listen, we've never been here before. But what we do know is that prayer works. We've never seen this before. I can't quite understand what God is doing in our lives. But I know that God is ordering my steps. So what I'm going to do is this. Instead of me trying to heed to something that I've seen on TV, no, all I'm going to do is heed to the spiritual discipline that has kept me thus far. I don't know who I'm talking to, but let me drop this in your spirit. This is not the season for you to become lackadaisical. This is not the season for you to go ahead and lean upon somebody else as a crutch to get you through your to get you through this new space that you're in. No, child of God, this is the season for you to pull upon the grace that God has placed within you and say, listen, I don't always need five to ten people to pray for me, but I know how to get on my own knees. I learn how to turn the plate over, and I know how to pray myself through what I'm going through. And I'm going to be just like Jacob. I'm not going to let God go until he blesses me. Maintain your spiritual discipline. I know it's uncomfortable, but maintain your spiritual discipline. I know, yes, I know that you're frustrated, but maintain your spiritual discipline. I know your anguish. Yes, I know you're going through grief, but maintain your spiritual discipline. Nothing is going to get you through what you're going through in the moment except that you continue, continue reading your word, continue praying, continue fasting, continue sowing. Because child of God, watch this, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. He will renew your strength when you maintain your spiritual discipline. But then watch this here. Finally, and I'm done. They're in this new place, right? So not only does the text teach us to wait for fresh revelation, number two, not only does the text teach us that we ought to maintain our spiritual discipline, but then thirdly and finally, and I'm done, the text also teaches us, you ready? God will confirm the acts of your obedience. God will confirm the acts of your obedience. Well, I'm going to give it to you. And I'm done. Look at verses 14 and 15. Watch this here. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. <laughs> Can I bless you? Child of God, many times we don't know if where we are is the right place until you start seeing God open doors. Uh-huh. Please don't miss it. It's right there. Here they are. They're at a place where prayer was to take place. 
Paul, Silas, and Timothy are talking to are talking to the women, talking to everybody else there. And there's a woman by the name of Lydia who I like to say is ear hustling to the conversations. Mm-hmm. Yes. She was from a city of Theatria. She was a dealer in purple cloth. This is the part that I need you to catch. The text says, the Lord opened her heart. Friends, hear me when I say this. If you ever want to know what is meant for you, the blessing is meant for you when you don't have to chase it. It chases you. You know, child of God, you know that you're in the right place. Why? Because guess what? You'll find out that you didn't have to knock the door down. God opened the door for you. T.D. Jakes once called it one time, you find yourself stumbling into favor. That's what Paul, Silas, and Timothy are doing. They find themselves stumbling into favor. Who opened Lydia's heart? It was not Paul's high and lofty language. No, uh-uh. No, no. It was not Paul's uh, affluent use of Kone Greek. No, it was not Paul using scripture. No, uh-uh. The Lord opened her heart. And she was able to receive. She was able to receive what Paul had to share. Friends, I don't know who I'm talking to. But could it be that some of the struggles or some of the opposition, or rather, watch this, if you appear to be stuck, hear me, God is trying to get your attention. Because watch this, when you have to open a door, guess who's responsible for that door opening? You are. But when God grants the blessing, God maintains the blessing. But look at verse 15, I'm done. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. The text said, she prevailed upon us. Okay, real quick. Here comes the shout. Here comes the shout. You ready? When Paul, Silas, and Timothy arrived in Macedonia, please understand, they didn't have any reservations at the Hilton. They didn't have any reservation at the Radisson. They didn't even have an Airbnb. They didn't have any friends. So watch this. They're operating solely off of the vision that God has given them. And because they're moving in obedience, guess what God did? God moved upon the heart of Lydia. Please don't miss this here. And God provided for Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Oh, friends, I feel like shouting. Because you know that tells me? That child of God, when you and me walk in obedience, we are never in lack. When you and me walk in obedience, God always opens doors. When you and me walk in obedience, and yes, I understand that this may not make any sense. Yes, yes, you may have not never expected this. Yes, you never expected to find yourself in a situation where now here you are, here you are, your loved one who you've been with for so many years has gone home to be with the Lord. Yes, you didn't expect this. Here you are going through radiation. Here you are finding going through chemotherapy. Here you are going through dialysis. Here you are going through this, going through that. Here you are dealing with this situation. If it's not one thing, it's always another. But child of God, when you and me walk in obedience, God always provides. He always makes provision. If you don't believe me, let me put some scripture to it and I'm done. Psalms 23, verse 3 said, He restores my soul, and He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. 
You want to know why God has to provide for you, child of God? Why? Because God's name is on the line. You want to know why God has to continue to keep you? Because his name is on the line. You want to know why God has to continue to keep you safe? It's because his name is on the line, child of God. The reason why you are alive, the reason why you are well, it's not because you've been so good. It's not because you doubted all your eyes. It's not because you crossed all your T's. But child of God, because God's name is on the line. So watch this. Even in the moments of I did not expect this, know this, that when you walk in obedience, God will always provide. He will always sustain you. He will always keep you. So stop, so stop trying to figure it out. God has already worked it out. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lord, it's my prayer, God, that under the sound of my voice, that your word, O oh God, will not fall on deaf ears. But Lord, it's my prayer, God, that through the power and inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that your word, O oh God, will not only reignite, but that it will stir up, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. That it will great, that your word, O oh God, will grant new insight and epiphany, O oh God, of what you are, of what you plan on doing in our lives. We thank you, O oh God for the power of your Holy Spirit. And I thank your God for souls that are being saved. Lord, if there's one who has not accepted you as the Lord and Savior, God, if there's one who stands in need of being rededicating, of, 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 of rededicating their lives, God, not by might, not by power, but by your Spirit, Spirit of the living God, go forth right now. Prick their hearts. Draw them, O God, in the name of Jesus. And then, Father, there may be one who feel as though that they're on their last leg. And I pray, oh God, that you will whisper in their ears, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. So God, finally, my prayer is simple. Lord, even in the moments of I didn't expect this, fill our cups. Yes, Lord. Grant us clarity. Not clarity of thought, in a sense that we'll understand what you're doing. But God, help us to always catch a glimpse of your heart as it pertains towards us so that we'll always know that you love us and you desire the best for us. Fill us now, Holy Spirit. Baptize us with the fire of the Holy Ghost. And so, God, we close with these words. Set us on fire so that the world will see us burn. In Jesus the Christ we do pray. Amen.